I know they'll probably be asked to sit there, but I'm going to ask them to come and sit at the front today. Please. Amen. Welcome, mom and dad. So, so I know some of you wanted to verify a lot of stories. I've been telling you they'll be here for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> you can verify them. <laughs> so, so it's such, such a pleasure to have to have my parents here, mom and dad, and and my wife has been has been just doing great and 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 just treating them like crazy. And I've just been watching and I say, wow. It's good to have a good wife, uh, you know, who appreciates where you've come from. <laughs> Amen. So God bless you. And thank you so much for coming. You know, it's a, it's a pleasure to have, to have you here. Mom is the second time, so some of you will remember her. And, and for dad, of course, it's special. It's a first time, and it's great to have him here. It's also, you know, one of those special moments because I know dad knows I preach. Um, and <laughs> but he's probably never seen me preaching in church like this. <laughs> but I know he's, uh, you know, he's he he knows I'm all over the place. I tell you a story. You wanna you wanna hear this story? <laughs> you know, so so it's about my preaching. So one time, Dad Dad asks me, "How can you how can you go on a bus and be preaching on a bus?" <laughs> you know, and. <laughs> And, and, and I mean, it's, it's just an interesting conversation we had because, you know, sometimes it's, you know, dad's given you bus fare and, and, and pocket money and you choose not to use the pocket money for other things. But, but I used it to get on a bus and go 500 kilometers journey in the opposite direction from home, preaching on a bus. <laughs> And, and, and then later on had to reroute back home. So he's expecting me. I'm arriving home on a Friday. I arrive home on a Monday because I'd gone <laughs> around the country preaching. And we had some interesting conversation. But, but it's, it's great. This is what it has ended up as. And, and I know he appreciated it because he gave a testimony about it on my wedding. <laughs> you know, so it's great to have him here. As we go into the Word of God today, I'm going to ask us to watch part of the video I showed us last week again and then I'm going to speak from it later as well just just watch this and then we'll go into into what I want to share today Do you need help? I'm not looking for any help. And besides, there's nothing to help with. Hey, what are you doing? You can't just climb into my boat. You're right. Give me a helping hand. What do you think you're doing? 
We're going fishing. There are no fish out there this time of day. In fact, there are no fish out here any time of day. Peter. Just give me an hour. And I will give you a whole new life. Who says I want one? I tell you, there's no fish out there. How did this happen? What did you do? I'm giving you the chance to change your life. change the world we're going to change the world where we are right now we're going to change the world that's around us you're going to change your environment you're going to change your neighborhood you're going to change your corridor you're going to change your workplace you're going to change your your work meeting rooms and you're going to change your colleagues and change your neighbor and change the people you cycle with and the people you have sports with we're going to change the world amen but it requires somebody who's ready for a new beginning. It requires somebody who's going to say, it's time for something new in my life. Do I have a person like that in this house today? Somebody who's ready to, to launch out into the deep. I want you to go with me to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. I will not read the whole text, but I want to read verse 11. Or verse 10 and 11. I'm going to read verse 10 and 11, and I'll tell you what I have for you today. It's following up from what I told you last week, that you've got to, you've got to be able to, to 
trust the word of God. And I said the word of God are what? Are things. The word of God are things. You've got to be able to launch out into the deep based on the word of God. So in Luke chapter 5 verse 10, the Bible says, And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, with, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Fear not, from now on or from henceforth you shall catch men. You shall catch men. He says, we're going to change the world. I will make you a fisher of men. And you will stop fishing fish. I'm going to change what you've been doing. I'm going to change what you've been focused on and give you a new focus. And give you a new purpose, a new vision, a new idea. You know, we have been in this place seeing ourselves only as tenants. And Jesus says unto us now as a church, you can be owners. You will be owners. I make you no longer tenants but owners. You hear what I'm saying, church? You, you are wherever you are. You've got to start seeing yourself not as the old, but as the new. You've got to see the new thing. There is something new. It's a new beginning. It's a new season. It's a new moment. It's a new momentum. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but there's a new momentum. Whatever you have been doing, you can't do it anymore in the old way. You've got to do it in a new way. There is a new momentum that you must reach out to, clutch onto, jump onto, and begin to move. He said you need to seize the moment. Those of you that were in the Sunday school teaching, he said seize the moment. Capture the moment. Why? Because it is a season of new beginnings. During the, in the last week, there's been the annual convention in Nigeria, and, and, and the Pastor Adeboye, Daddy G.O., was speaking about it's a season of hallelujah. There shall be hallelujahs in your life. There is going to be praise. Why? Because God is going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think of new things in your life where they will leave you with only but a song of praise to God. And all you will be able to do is say hallelujah. Come on, let somebody practice right now. Shout hallelujah. There's a song of praise that God is bringing into our lives. But in order to capture and to jump onto the place where we will have songs of praise, I want you to understand that it also requires us to do three things. It requires a commit, a sacrifice, and a service. It requires a commit, a sacrifice, and a service. So you and I have to rise up to a place where we will serve Jesus. And in verse 10, the Bible says, And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. They forsook all and followed him. They left everything they had and followed Jesus. They stopped their fishing and went to fish for men with Jesus. They didn't know how to fish men. They knew how to fish fish. But because Jesus had said, and I told you the words of Jesus are things. And they went with him and they became fishers of men. And, and upon Peter's foundational preaching and teaching, the church has been built. His first sermon Brought 5,000 people to the Lord. Why? Because he had reached out 
and made a commit to follow. He had made a sacrifice to follow. It's the same Peter when he was challenged one time. He says, but master, I've left my wife. I've left my children. I've left my parents. I've left my previous job of fishing to follow you. I've sacrificed to be with you. And Jesus says, your sacrifices are not in vain. So in the moment he stands up to serve, thousands come to the Lord. God is looking for us here as he begins to give us a new beginning, new opportunities, new things. He is looking for people who will stand up to make a commit, make a commitment, who will stand up to make a sacrifice and to serve. Hallelujah. Let me just go, go into that. Ruth, just go also to the book of Ruth with me. Ruth chapter 1. Very interesting place. Verse 16 to 18. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. And your God, my God, verse 17, where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. Verse 18, when Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her to stay. It's a commitment, and it's a sacrifice, and it's filled and fulfilled in service. Peter and John and James and Simon and, and, and his brother Andrew, the Bible says they forsook their ships. They forsook all and followed Jesus. Ruth follows Naomi and she goes wherever she goes. She does whatever she does. She follows. She follows. We need to follow Jesus. In our day, in our time, right now, we need to follow the lead of Jesus. And the lead of Jesus says, I've brought you here for a purpose. I've brought you here to accomplish something with you. He's going to accomplish something with us as a church, but there is something that God is going to accomplish with you also as an individual. This is why he has given us his word, so that his word can become things. But is his word to become flesh, to become manifest, to become a reality in our lives, we need to step out of where we are, step out of our comfort zone, step out of the things that we are used to, step out of our routines, and we need to step out and make a commitment. And that commitment calls for us to, to do something that goes beyond what we've done up to now. What is a commitment, therefore? A commitment, I've defined it simply as, as, as an act of binding yourself to a course of action. He said, I'm going to do this thing. I, I'm going to take action. It's not about making a plan only. It's taking action on the plan. Like I've told you, many people have a lot of plans. If I were to ask you here the plans you have, I could fill a book of plans. But it's about the actions behind the plan. It's about what have we done after we have made the plan. That's where it becomes tricky. And I want to challenge and motivate you, church, that we need to rise up and begin to put action to things. 
Begin to put action to our words. Action to the word that God has given to us. Action to the prophetic and action to the logos and action to the rhema that we have. Action to what we've read from the Bible. Action to what we've heard from the preachers. Action to what we've studied in the word. Action. We need to put action to things. It's action to the things we've studied and action to the knowledge we have gained. We are gaining all kinds of knowledge each and every day. But what is the action? That has come out of it. Commitment is about action. Tell your neighbor, commitment is an action. It is, not just an, it is not just an agreement of words, but it is an action. You see, when a husband says to a wife, I love you, it's not the words that matter, it is the actions. Because there are many people who say, I love you. But then when you see what they do, you start asking, is this the love you are talking about? Why? Because of the actions. So if a man is slapping his wife this side, and by the time she's landing, he slaps her with the other hand, and, and he says, I love you, the wife will be questioning, what kind of love is this? Why? Because the actions don't go along with the words. There are many people that say we are Christian, but they do not live Christian. And we see it by their actions. The Bible says you will know a tree by its fruit. It is the actions. It is what you bring out that matters. Many will say, Lord, Lord, but I will not accept them. Why? Because of the actions. That's what Jesus was saying. They were coming to me, and then I was coming to them. When I was hungry, they did not feed me. When I had no clothes, they did not give me clothes. They said, yes, be well, be blessed, whatever they can say. You know how we are Christians. Pentecostals are even worse. God bless you. The Lord will remember you. It is well with you. But if you don't help me with action, it's useless. It is well. Oh, the Lord will remember you. But if you don't help me, it is useless. And we need to move our words to action. Commitment is action. So Ruth says, I will go with you. And she did not stay. She went with, with Naomi. The Bible says of Simon, I will follow you. He did not remain in the boat. He left the boat and went with him. Commitment is an action. Commitment is an action. And you will need to put some action to things. If you want to see a change in your life, you need to put some action to your commitment. To the plans you made. To the, to the decisions you took, you need to put an action. You need to go for it. You need to step out of just thinking and start doing. Oh, come on, tell your neighbor, do something. We've got many people that are very good at thinking. If you ask them what they are thinking, they are thinking a lot. They do not run out of ideas, but they are doing nothing. Just thinking. It's not going to help. You see, I, 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 I love the way we are as Africans. We all think about how good Africa could be with all its resources, what we could have. But there's no action. Nobody's taking the resources and using them. And I look at how the people here, what they have they done. They thought about how can we stop the ocean and, and, and the seas ravishing us. And what did they do? They put some action. They built dikes. How many people are dying with floods in Africa? And we just think if only we could. And it ends up as thinking. 
you, 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 you're looking at all this and think, how did they do this? Because they moved their thinking to action. They moved their commitment to saving lives to action. And we also here must move our commitments to action. Move your commitment to an act. Do something. And, and you need to key in into what God is saying for your life, for the church. Key in and find out what am I going to do? What am I going to start doing? What have I not been doing? What have I just been thinking about? What have, I, what have I just been meditating on? You've spent enough time meditating. Now it's time to do something. So Peter, Peter follows Jesus. The Bible says of him, he followed. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, the Bible says, And it, without faith it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. God rewards those who earnestly seek him. Those who do something. It's not enough to just say, I have faith. What are you doing with your faith? It's not enough to say, I believe. What are you doing with your belief? That's what makes the difference. Are you ready enough to step out into the deep? Can you be like Peter? Who says, you know, master, it's not the time to fish. I've toiled all night, but okay. Let's throw in the nets anyway. It's putting his faith to action. I commit to this thing. If it fails, let it fail, but I've committed to it. You know, I, I was talking to, to somebody the other day, one of my managers, and then I was saying, you know, I don't, I don't think I qualify, but I'd rather be told by them that I don't qualify. Why? Because I'd rather die trying. You hear what I say, church? I'd rather die trying than die without trying at all. Because whether you don't try, you are still dead. But let it be said, I tried it and it failed. Or I tried it and it worked. Because there are some times where you are canceling yourself out of things that could be your blessing. You can imagine Peter standing here saying, well, it's not time to fish. He could have insisted and said, I don't want. Remember, when, remember in the video, Jesus says, I'm, I'm coming in. Do you need help? And he says, I don't need help. I'm not looking for help. Besides, there's nothing to help with. That was the, the status of this situation. But he needed help. And the moment he tried, he got help. The moment you will put some action to your words. Hallelujah. Put some action to your words. Number two is about sacrifice. You see, action needs sacrifice. These guys sacrificed their boats. They left their boats. Just put yourself in Peter's shoes. All you've ever known in making a livelihood is fish. He could have inherited it from his father because his brother Andrew was also fishing with him. The sons of Zebedee were fishing with their father. So all he could have ever known was fishing. James and John were fishermen. They probably were just another generation of fishermen. And, and the Bible says they left everything at the side of the sea and followed Jesus. 
It's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. It's never easy. This is why some of us have remained where we are, because we can't make a sacrifice. Because we can't let go. Sacrifice means letting go. It, it, it means parting away with things that, that appear to be dear to us. And, 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 and my simple definition of sacrifice here is to give up something valuable for the sake of other considerations. Whatever those considerations may be, you're going to have to let go of something valuable. It's, sacrifice is not about letting go of something cheap. Taking out your old clothes and give, that's not sacrifice. Taking out the last few cents is sacrifice. Where you say, this is the only money I have left, but I'm going to give it anyway. It's late in the day, Jesus. It's not time to fish, but I'm going to go back and give you my boat and you do your whatever you want to do. Jesus needed the boat initially to preach. And after he had preached, he then comes back into Simon's boat and says, launch a little further into the sea. So I'm going to give it to you anyway. You've already used my boat. If you want it again, okay, let's do it. It's a sacrifice. I'm tired. I should be going home to sleep, going home probably to eat something, whatever it is that my wife has cooked. But I'm going to sacrifice my time. Wait here a little longer. Be here just a little more to do this. Ruth says, I will go with you, Naomi. I'm leaving my people. It's not easy. It's not easy to step out of your comfort zone. I'm leaving my people. My parents are here. My brothers are here. But I'm leaving them and I'm going with you. And Naomi says, you know, I have nothing. All I ever had is gone. Says it doesn't matter. Wherever you go, I am going. Your God will be my God. I make a sacrifice to leave everything here and go with you. The people that make it in life are people who sacrifice. At whatever they do are people that sacrifice. If you're going to make it, if you're going to reach the top, if you're going to break through your limitations, you need to make a sacrifice. You need to make a sacrifice of your time, sacrifice of your talents, sacrifice of your treasures. One way or the other, there is a sacrifice that is needed. If you want to be noticed, you've got to put in some extra effort. Nothing comes true to you if you don't put in some extra effort. You've got to put in some something extra. Jesus calls and says, you know, we must work while it is day because the night comes where no man can work. Therefore, it means when you are tired and it's still day, you still need to keep on working. Sacrifice your energy to accomplish what must be accomplished. Sacrifice whatever it is that you have to do, whatever it is that is before you to make sure that a goal is achieved. You see, when, when I wanted to get a breakthrough and I heard about, about sacrificing, about this aspect of sacrificing your time. I started putting in extra time at work. I was not being paid for that. People say, why are you doing this? Because I'm heading to the top. I need to put in some extra time to be seen that I am capable of it. I need to put in some extra time. Where people were sleeping, I'm going to be awake. Why? Because I'm making a sacrifice for what I, what I must achieve. 
where I don't have anything. You see, one of the, one of the things that, that, we, that I was saying when we were going in on buses and, 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 and going to preach, one of the things that drove us then was that we said to our friends, you know, if we can be faithful to God with the pocket monies that we receive and go out preaching in buses and, 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 and be riding on trucks and all kinds of vehicles to go to preach is what God shall give us the cars we need. And, and all of us, I can tell you, God has provided, and we use those cars for the gospel. Why? Because God has seen our sacrifice in one place, and he has rewarded us with things in another. See, and, 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 and you need to sacrifice. You need to put your talents into it. See, one time I just said to, to, the, to the pastor, I will drive you. I have a car, I will drive you. Whenever you need somebody to drive, then one time he says, drive me 600 kilometers away. I started scratching my head. But I said, it's a sacrifice I make. And after I made that sacrifice, you know, suddenly people started coming to bless me. And suddenly, you know, we saw you doing this for the pastor. We need to do this also for you. Why? Because nothing comes without a sacrifice. If you need to, to see how God works in people, you need to start sacrificing. And God will start sacrificing for you. Peter gave his boat to Jesus. And what did Jesus do? He says, you know, I'm going to give you fish you've never caught before. And the fish came. And the Bible, if you read the, the Bible text, it's not as it was dramatized. The Bible says Peter had such a catch that he had to call other fishermen to come and harvest with him. Because the fish were so many to the point that their boats were about to drown. And he had to call, James, John, come and help me. The fish are too much. See, because of the sacrifice he has made. What sacrifice are you making? What are you giving up? So I've been with people to hospital at very awkward times. And when I needed, somebody has come up to help me. Why? Because I've also made a sacrifice of my time, of my talents, and my treasure. What are you good in? If you're good in writing, sacrifice in your writing. Help others to write. If you're good in mathematics, those of you good in statistics, help those that are struggling with statistics. And I can tell you there are many struggling with statistics. So if you're good with statistics, sacrifice. Do an extra thing and God will give you your own. Because he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. What are you willing to let go to get God? What are you willing to forego to accomplish the great things of God? You see, the people that have built all these big places, all these big buildings and churches and, and the rest are people that sacrificed. S reading some stories about missionaries and how missionaries have given up lots of things and, 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 and just said, we're going to go for the gospel. We're going to preach the gospel. We live up our homes. One of my mentors was a managing director of a company, left everything and became a preacher man. And when he was leaving everything to become a preacher man, he said, so, 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 sir, you're going to leave all this. Resigned from his post as managing director, big company, and, and says, I'm going to go to the Lord. Gave up everything, started walking to church. And right now people come and bless him with all kinds of stuff. Why? Because his church has grown. He has lifted people up. I mean, I was shocked one time when somebody says, Pastor, you preached to me on the street. Now here I am. 
God has remembered me. You cleaned me up, taught me how to live, and now here I am. Pastor, I need to remember you also. And so he was telling us, say, young man, when I left my job and started having to wait upon the Lord, just trust on God for what I will eat, it looked like I'd made a mistake. But every sacrifice you make for the Lord never goes for nothing. You hear what I'm saying, church? So sacrifice. Learn to sacrifice. I told you this is the year for us to flourish. It's a year, and I was looking back in my notes that I made in February this year, and I said it is a transition year. It's a year for us to make a transition, and the transition are going to come to the people that are ready to make a commitment, to make a sacrifice, and to serve. Who are you going to serve? You're going to serve God, and you're going to serve others. Service is about what do you do for others? What do you do for the people around you? What do you do beyond yourself? It's not about you, just you being blessed. If you get blessed by yourself, it's not good. You've got to be blessed and be a blesser to others. You've got to be a vehicle, a channel of blessing for others. So when you pray, I want you to pray and say, Lord, make me a blesser, not Lord, bless me. You know, we are so selfish sometimes that we only pray about the blessings that must come to us. Me, myself, and, and I. We are very good at taking care of me, myself, and I. Everything is about me and I. Oh God, bless me. Oh God, remember me. Oh God, do this for me. Oh God, my bicycle. Oh God, my food. Oh God, me, me, and me, and me, and me. Start realizing that there are others around you. Start realizing that there are people next door. Somebody lives next across your door. And start praying for them. Start praying for your neighbor. Start praying for people who are around you. Start praying for your family. Realize that, you know, it's not good for you just to be, I'm the one who's blessed. I'm the one who's above. Yes, we, we prophesy and I declare it in your life that you will be ahead and not behind, but you're being ahead so that you can lead others. You're being above so that you can lift others. You are being in front so that you can show the way to others. God is calling us for service. Somebody say serve. We are called for service. And so Jesus says, follow me to do what? To be fishers of men. It was not just follow me for following sake. Follow me, we've got a job to do. We're going to change the world. We've got some work to do. Tell your neighbor there's work to do. People are dying around you. People are sad around you. And yet you say, I've got the joy of the Holy Ghost in my heart. What's that joy doing? What's that joy serving? I've got the Holy Spirit. What demons are you casting out? It's about you serving someone. Helping someone to see the light. Helping someone to see the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. He is calling us to be fishers of men, to fish them from darkness, fish them from pain, fish them from the world, and show them the light. See, when I was thinking about this place and I was thinking, how can a church close down? It's because the church has not gone out to fish. Because if the church were fishing, they would not close down. If the church were serving the community, they would not close down. 
and I was talking to another pastor just trying to understand what they do. And they are doing all kinds of programs to reach out to people in the neighborhood, organizing community things for people in the neighborhood, a pastor here in Wageningen. And, and they're doing that because they say, if we don't do that, we will not get members. The church loses its relevance. So when the church stops fishing, the church becomes irrelevant. Or let me say it another way. When a church stops serving, the church becomes irrelevant. But you and I, we're not going to be irrelevant because we are called for such a time as this. We are called to make a difference. We will change the neighborhood. We will change the community. We're getting this place for a purpose, for a vision, for a reason to change and impact it. So I've been praying in the last few weeks about the impact we make as a church. And let that impact not just be the noisy church, the hallelujah church, the African church, the youthful church. You know, we're probably one of the youngest churches in town. If you look at the demographics. Because the, the percentages, and when you walk around a lot of churches, you see a lot of elderly people. A lot of people who are in their 40s and above. And there's a missing generation. And we have that generation here. But there's more that can come here. There's more that we can bring into the house. There's more that we can impact. There's, there's a high level of depression and suicide that you and I could impact. Your Holy Ghost power could impact. So while the Holy Ghost is saving you from committing suicide, let it also go and impact somebody else and stop them from committing suicide. Impact somebody else and bring them to a place where they see hope and light. Lots of young people doing drugs and all kinds of things, yet you go around, what is your Holy Ghost doing? What's your Holy Ghost power doing? What is it serving? Let not your tongues only be bringing you the, the, the PhD degree, no. It should bring you more than that. You hear what I'm saying, church? Let it not just be about your promotion. 365 days praying in tongues to get a promotion, no. The promotion must be a benefit of the reaching out and the service you are doing to people around you. You hear what I'm saying, church? Are you ready to go out and get, serve God? Change the world. Do something with what you have. Because a new beginning is about making impact. It's about doing exploits. It's not just about you being able to say, this is my testimony. I was uh, here and now I'm here. No. I was here, now I'm here, and this is what God has done also to these other people. It is you coming to say, I have a testimony. And this testimony is not about me but about the people around you. You, you, don't, you don't hear what I'm saying, church. It is about, it's about how my God has delivered my brother, how God has delivered my, 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 my family, how God has touched my neighbor, how God has helped my workmate, how God has opened the eyes of the other person that I met on the street. It, it, that's the kind of testimony that God is bringing us unto, a place where we will shout hallelujah because the hell is depopulated and heaven is populated. And it needs a people that are doing those three things, that are committing to the Lord, a people that are making a sacrifice, and a people that are serving. Let's rise to our feet and we'll pray. Guys, can you sing me your song again? Where, where are you? Can you sing me your song? Um, 
beautiful one I adore. Just just sing that, sing that again. You see, if we re- truly adore the beautiful one, if, if we truly, truly are in love with this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Lord, we, we need to reach out and go out and make a commitment. So we're going to sing that song. And I, I don't know what commitment you've made before. I don't want you to make a new one. I want you to say, Lord, on the commitments I've made, help me to put action to it. And that action is about serving. It's about sacrifice. Help me, Lord, to step out of that comfort place that I've been. My soul sings to you, O Lord. I sing now because, Lord, I'm making a com- I've made a commitment. And I'm going to step out and action that commitment. I'm going to step out and action that commitment. I'm going to step out and action that commitment. Wonderful, so wonderful is your unfailing love. Your growth has spoken mercy over me.
my soul must sing. My soul, my soul must sing. Yes, my soul, my soul must sing. Beautiful Just go ahead and raise your voice and just begin to pray and say, Lord, help me to put action to my commitments. Help me, Lord Jehovah, in this time, in this season, in this period, oh God, where you are starting a new thing, where you are bringing us to a new place. Lord, I pray that God, you will help me, Lord, to put action to my commitments, action to my words. Help me to make the sacrifices that I must make, to make the sacrifices that I need to make, oh God, to let go of the things that are holding me back, to let go of the things that are preventing me from Progressing to let go, oh God, help me, Jesus, help me, Lord God, help me, oh God. Oh, just pray and say, Father, where I need, oh Lord, to serve, help me, Jesus, to serve, help me to put the time, to put the time in service, to serve you, Lord, with my treasures, to serve you, oh God, with my talents, help me, Lord, to serve you in the name of the Lord Jesus. May action rise out of your spirit as you will leave this place. I speak an empowerment over you. You. I speak an empowerment over your life. I speak an empowerment over your over your abilities and empowerment. Oh, the strength of Jehovah God to enable you to go and begin to step out into the deeper, to step out into things that you have been afraid to do, into things that you have been procrastinating, into things that you have been procrastinating. I pray in the name of Jesus that God will help you. The Holy Spirit will drive you in the name of Jesus as you draw. Samson, he will drive you. As he moved Peter, he will move you. As he moved Ruth, he will move you. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, I pray Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Help your church, oh God. Help us as a church. My Lord, in this community, I want you to raise a voice for the community and begin to pray and say, Father, begin to save people. Begin to save souls. We've been praying and saying, Lord, make us a solution to the community around us. Make us a solution. Begin to declare and say, God, we are a solution. I am a solution. In the name of Jesus, make us a solution as a church. Help us, oh God, to reach them, oh God, that are suicidal, to reach them that are depressive, to reach them that are struggling, the sick, oh God, to help them, Lord Jehovah, the poor and the struggling in the society. I pray, oh God, those, oh Heavenly Father, that are confused, I pray, Lord God, that you will make us a solution to them. You will make us a solution to them that are in need of comfort, that are in need of help and encouragement. Lord, make us a solution as a church in the name of Jesus. Make us a solution as a people, as a people, as a people. Oh God, I pray, my God, beyond our prayers, Lord, link us up with the people that we can impact, oh Lord, by the things we say, by who we are, by our prayers, oh God. Link us up, almighty God, in the, in the society, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, Lord, that there will be a blessing to our neighborhoods. There will be a blessing to our workplaces because we are there. Because we who are carrying your blessing, my God, I pray that there will be the peace and the joy. There will be the unity, Lord, oh my God, because of your presence in us. Lord, when you move your word from just becoming word, from just becoming things that are said, my Lord, to realities in our life. I pray, God, that Jesus, you will move, oh God, 
your church, Lord, into action mode, into service mode, into sacrificial mode to impact the society and to impact our homes, our families, our neighborhoods in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Heavenly Father, today. Lord, my Father, I release your grace and your mercy upon your church that God, great things, great testimonies will come back as we launch out into the deep in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let the people of God shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. As you give